US border crisis is at the forefront of many people's minds. The mass illegal migration and surging of the border has really reached the tipping point and has for some time now, but it seems things are spiralling out of control. A recent decision handed down by the Supreme Court with apparent pressure from the Biden administration authorizing U.S. border agents to remove barriers from the Texas border has sparked a response from the Texas governor who invoked the state's constitutional right to self-defense on Wednesday in response to what he called an invasion. The world has backed up Governor Abbott in a big way. Elon Musk, RFK Jr. and now 25 state governors agree that Texas is right following Abbott's decision to protect the border. In an interview with Tucker Carlson on Friday, the Texas governor said he is even prepared in the event Biden attempts to take control of the Texas National Guard, although he would be shocked if that happened. Quote, that would be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster, end quote, Abbott remarked. We are prepared in the event that uh, the unlikely event does occur. He added, We do have other armed state employees on the border as we speak right this minute, and that's the Texas Department of Public Safety, as well as other law enforcement officers, as well as National Guard from other states. And you can be assured there will be more National Guard from other states and more law enforcement officers within the state of Texas and other states. The decision followed a request from President Donald Trump urging Republican state governors to dispatch National Guard service members to Texas. Michael Yon is a former Green Beret and has been a war correspondent for the good part of three decades. He's been spending much of the past two years at the Darien Gap and has had his finger on the pulse with the border crisis for some time now. He has concerns about some of the players in government who are suddenly rushing to take action and fears a possible false flag could be imminent. He joins us now to discuss. Michael Yon, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. I'm in Panama and the Panama Canal is right behind me. I'll be heading back to Texas soon. As you know, I spent a lot of time on the Texas border or the whole U.S. border all the way from from one sea to the other sea. For instance, from from the, the mouth of the Rio Grande at Boca Chica at SpaceX, that's one end of the border, all the way to San Diego, the other end. I've been up and down that whole border, a lot of it on the Mexican side and all of it on the U.S. side. So it, it's a, it's something I'm quite familiar with. Well, that's exactly why we're speaking with you, Michael. I know that you've had you know extensive uh, experience in war reporting, also former military, um, and you've been on this border situation for a very, very long time. So talk to us about this recent uh, decision from the U.S. Uh, court, the response from Governor Abbott, and where you see this heading. Well, uh, Governor Abbott, Greg Abbott, I've been warning about him for quite some time. He is World Economic Forum. And for people who are tracking on World Economic Forum, that's really all they need to know. Uh, That's the uniform he wears. He's basically the Texas sector invasion chief for the World Economic Forum. He is not working on the behalf of Texans. He's not working on behalf of the United States. He is a globalist. He works for the World Economic Forum, full stop. I've been watching him. Uh, for, I don't know, I mean, several years on the border. And every time something comes up, you know, they're like, hey, we're going to put up the rubber barriers in the Rio Grande. We're going to, and you know, I was there for that. We're going to put up more concertina. We're going to put up the shipping containers. We're going to ship buses full of people to New York. And my conservative friends in Texas, I spent a lot of time in Texas. I love Texas. But my conservative friends generally have been, yay, he's sending busloads of people to New York. He's going to show those blue devils what's going on. And that may be emotionally satisfying. 
it's like emotionally satisfying, like injecting drugs into your heart, right? I mean, the bottom line is we're taking people from all over the world. We don't even know who they are, right? I'm down here all the time. That's why I'm in Panama. I'm physically out with the aliens all the time. I mean, like you won't believe who all is coming through. And only people that really spend much time on the border can really kind of absorb this. So he's taking people that are unvetted, many of whom are obviously going to do serious crimes and eventually terrorism if they haven't been doing it already and and injecting them deeper into the United States while clearing the banks of the Rio Grande to bring more in. That's what he's doing. But it's so he's doing this in a kayfabe nature. It's a show and people and everybody's like, yay, he's showing them now. He's fighting Biden now. Biden, of course, is a meat puppet. And as is um, uh, Greg Abbott, they're both meat puppets, right? So it's a kayfabe. Kayfabe means basically fake. It's an old wrestling term where the the the, the higher levels own both sides, the company, let's say, right? Well, let me, so let me ask you, whenever- Michael, because... Our, our mutual friend, Lieutenant Colonel Chambers, just appeared on Tucker Carlson this week talking about this situation, talking about the convoy. Uh, you know, I can appreciate that that Abbott is very questionable, but is this not a positive movement that all of these Americans are rallying together to protect the border together? You know, I talk with Pete all the time, Doc Chambers, including today, several times. And in fact, uh just before I came on your show, Tucker Carlson's people just asked me to come on to talk about this as well. I mean, this is su- such a huge deal. And a few of us spend seven days a week on this, right? And and this is not, in my view, a positive move because Abbott is not on our side. I mean, if you come from that premise, and he has never proven to be on our side. Now, I was on Alec with Alex yesterday and um, oh, today as well. I was on with him yesterday and today. I'm going to go on again with Alex tomorrow, Alex Jones. And Alex, of course, is, you know, uh, Alex has always been ahead. His, his headlights are quite bright on seeing what's coming down the pipe. So I respectfully disagree with Alex that Abbott's a good guy and he's changed his hat. I don't think this, this leopard has changed its stripes. Uh, so we'll see. I, I hope Alex is right, but obviously I, I think I'm right or I, or I would have a different view. Even if you close down uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, it's only like a speck of pepper. I was just had a dinner meeting with some friends and family, and 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 and, and we were talking about this. And I got a piece of pepper out of the pepper shaker, and I said, "Okay, here's one piece of paper, uh, pepper, and here's the table. That little piece of pepper is Eagle Pass. This table is the border, right? So we're gonna fight over Eagle Pass." as if this is doing anything for shutting the border. Now, Abbott could shut the border. He could shut it easily. It's been done before. You put pressure on Mexico by inspecting all the vehicles that are coming in, all the semi-trucks and whatnot. And people, you know, often will, will, will counter that with, well, that'll hurt our economy too. It absolutely will. And it'll hurt Mexico's economy as well. They blinked before when this has been done in the past. It can be done. Fighting over Eagle Pass is an absolute nothing. It's why would anybody go there? This is a clear baited ambush. Uh, I mean, why would you go to this the place and the time that somebody who is uh, serially lied, Abbott, and the federal government, and they've got this fake fight going on again, and now you're going to get all the patriots to show up there? Nothing good comes from this. Remember January 6th. I was just about to say, you're you're, you're describing a potential repeat of January 6th. So you're saying they could be setting this up as a potential false flag. 
easily. It's, what I'm saying is it's a multiplayer game. Anybody could get something started down there, but we do know that some parties wish to then use these things to really crack down on people in Texas and the United States, and they will. We can all see it coming. We can smell it coming, and yet people that are of sound mind and body are still ready to go into what's an obvious baited ambush. You ever well, see, you know, there's my, a reason Michael, why have mice, a, mice traps still work. I, I was just going to yeah. say to you, I have a lot of uh, obviously U.S. viewers in my audience. I see my comments. I shared your interview with Alex uh, on, on X, uh, and I said, look, Michael, Yon's warning, potential false flag, people be aware. Uh, and and people are saying, well, we don't, we don't know what to do anymore. It's now or never. We really have to do something about this border. And so my question to you is what, what sh- what's the solution? If, if it's not now, what else could people be doing instead? Just don't go to the place where they set the place in time. That's for starters. That's baited ambush. That's like, you know, nothing, well, nothing good can come from that. I just got a message about an hour ago that journalists who want to go into Shelby Park now, you have to have a military escort. Now, I haven't confirmed that, but that's something that someone just told me. Maybe, maybe you've seen something on that. But actually, I've been to Shelby Park many times. And that's why I went to the Mexican side. The U.S. side down there is like, it's almost like like North Korea type stuff. They're really, you know, get away from here. You can't take photos. What are you talking about? I mean, you know, they're, they're really harsh. That's why I would go to the Mexican side so much. Um, bottom line is, it's clear that something's coming down. This is 2024. We've already seen the behavior keeps getting ratcheted up, ratcheted up. And we see Donald Trump rising up in, in the, in the uh, polls. And whatnot, and 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 the opposite, you know, the the opponents are desperate, and but actually, Trump is actually encouraging, you know, people to get involved in this as well, which makes me suspect of his judgment or his intent. You know what I mean? I mean, why would you be pushing them into this, right? Uh, it just doesn't. It's not good judgment to rush into to Eagle Pass. Now, again, Governor Abbott could close the border if he wished to do so. He just doesn't do it. He keeps having these fake fights where all the cameras show up. You know, uh, here's the Texas National Guard pushing people back again. But every time I go down there, and I spend months of the time down there in Texas on the border, uh, it's just it's one little kayfabe, one little spot, a piece of pepper they're fighting over while the rest of the border is wide open. A Border Patrol guy in Eagle Pass told me today the cross the, the, the traffic in Eagle Pass is diminished of the illegal aliens. But that, but that doesn't mean the traffic across the border has passed. And he went on to say, but they're crossing a little bit further down river. You know what I mean? So, you know, the, the CNNs and the foxes of the world will be like, well, you know, the, the traffic's decreased. Maybe he's made some uh, progress while they just crossed, you know, two miles down river. That's all. There is uh, massive amounts of child trafficking going on. And Vandersteel and I, you know, we hosted Alex Jones' show some months ago and laid out a lot of evidence. I mean, like, not just evidence. I mean, this would this would have passed in a court of law as proof. Put the pressure on the local sheriffs and the others to actually do their jobs. And and But when it comes to actually taking people to court and that sort of thing, we know it's not working. It's just not working. I mean, because, uh, uh, well, look what's happening. You know, the, all the lawsuits and all that, it doesn't matter. The border stays open. The border will stay open. With what Abbott is doing right now, 
It'll just be another big show. Maybe some people get killed or whatever. And then next thing you know, some gun grab or whatever goes on. And, uh, and, and the border still stays open. So you've got to do other things to close the border. And you're not going to be able to do that as long as we have people in power who are intentionally keeping the border open. Remember, they don't have to fool everybody because a lot of us are not fooled. A huge, millions of us are not fooled. But they're fooling enough people enough critical mass that they still get away with things, right? A lot of people still don't realize what's going on. Or the reason that I'm in Panama is because this is a corridor uh, for, you could literally have 100 million people come through here. No joke. I mean, they are building it up right now. And there's already, in, in August of last year, 82,000 came through in one month. My and goodness. that's just this corridor. That doesn't include people flying in from Colombia up to directly from Colombia and Guatemala, uh, people flying into Mexico and then coming in. People, uh, they're, they're actually taking boats now from Mexico up to Canada and coming through the northern route. And they're coming up on the beaches in Florida. They're flying in day and night on Swift Air and other flights into the United States. So, I mean, so even if you close that little pepper speck at Eagle Pass, they're still flying in day and night. We're being invaded. This is a straight up invasion. I'm in the Ciudad del Sabar, which is the city of knowledge. This is the old U.S. Army South headquarters. This is where about five dozen of these NGOs are, like IOM, that you know, the International Organization for Migration, and HIAS, and, and all these, the NRC, National Refugee Council. HIAS is the uh, Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, of which Secretary Mayorkas used to be a board member before he went off and became Secretary of yes. Homeland Security and came down to Darien and opened up the routes more. I was there. I was physically present when he did it. I have incredible footage of that. So he was actually a highest board member. One of their headquarters is like four or five minutes walk from me right now. And down in Darien, they rented a house, highest rented a house that I almost rented, but highest rented it first. But highest has a, has a house right next to China camp here in Panama, they call it San Vicente camp. That's the main invasion route for the Chinese coming to the United States. We paid for it. The United States paid for it and openly paid for it. The United States openly puts massive money into IOM, Pius, and all these other groups. Absolutely. Uh, and and, and I can I can confirm I've I've seen some of those records, Michael. So I know I know that what you're saying is accurate. Um we're we're, we're out of time today. So I you know definitely want to get you back on for another conversation in future. But really I think the people would want to know what is the direction. Uh can you summarize very quickly for us what is the direction that uh are people just basically being told just pause, wait for further messaging? What's the direction here? I'm not saying pause. I'm thinking find ways every day to do something that trips up this beast, whether it's something you do or don't do every day. You don't have to go to Eagle Pass to just get arrested or get shot or something. There's there's, there's something you can do in your neighborhood or your town to, to resist and make their work sticky, to make their work difficult. Do it. Use your imagination. Many people watching this are in positions where they can actually do things or not do things that cause us friction within the system of the beast, right? Absolutely. And what I, one of the things I really want to do is get you here in Panama, because when you see this, it looks like when Brett Weinstein and, and Chris Martinson just came here, you should have seen their, uh, Brett, Brett went on Tucker today, actually, as did Pete Chambers, they both went on. And, and when, when Brett was here, 
and I had him right where I'm at now in the suit and down in the Darien Gap as well, showing him this ecosystem. And it's mind blowing what's actually going on. That's why I'm saying, do not waste your time with Eagle Pass. I'm watching the war on a larger picture. That is a baited ambush. Do not do it. Find other ways to fight. Michael Yon, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Coming up, I'll discuss Joe Biden's scheme to conceal his border insanity by claiming to be the guy who's taking action to secure the border. I'll review the surreal jury verdict in E. Jean Carroll's lawsuit against Trump, arguing it signals a massive breakdown of law that imperils us all. Texas House GOP candidate Wayne Richard joins me. We're going to clarify the stakes and the great divide between the MAGA Republicans and the party establishment. Hey, if you're watching on Rumble or listening on Apple, Google, or Spotify, please subscribe to my channel. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Show. America needs this voice. The times are crazy. In a time of confusion, division, and lies, we need a brave voice of reason, understanding, and truth. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. And there is um, very interesting stuff going on at the border. Now, I want to emphasize that even though we're hearing from the left that Texas is defiantly refusing to do what the Supreme Court said, that is not the case. So let's refresh. The Biden administration wants to keep the border open. They're doing so using a a false premise, and that is that all these people coming in are potential refugees seeking asylum. Now, in the past, our asylum laws were very strict. Uh, They applied mainly to communist countries if you were not a, a demonstrated victim of tyranny. For example, you fled in a boat from Cuba trying to get away from communist tyranny. All right, you're a refugee and you qualify um, as a refugee. But now what's happening is tons of people are coming to, to the border and all they do is they say, I'm applying for asylum, I'm a refugee. They've been coached to say this, by the way, by the Red Cross. They've been coached to say this by various NGOs, um, non-governmental organizations. They've been coached to say this by left-wing immigrant groups, so-called. And they've been coached to say this by the Biden administration itself. And then the Biden administration goes, well, you could be a refugee, and uh, we're going to let you into the country, give you a court date, and we expect and hope that you will show up then. In the meantime, you're kind of on your own, uh, but you might qualify for certain types of taxpayer-funded benefits. And 8 million people have come into this country under this bogus pretext or this bogus application or non-application of a provision in the law. Texas has had enough, and the governor, Abbott, belatedly decides, all right, I'm going to take uh, Eagle Pass, which is federal land, I mean, is, uh, is sorry, Texas uh, land, and I'm going to put fences up so that we can't have people just coming through. And Biden runs to the Supreme Court and says that a, an appellate court in Texas has um, allowed these wires to go up and prevented the uh, national um, 
officials from cutting the wire. So we want you, the Supreme Court, to lift that injunction so that our people can go in and cut the wire. And the Supreme Court, I think wrongly, but nevertheless, with the consent of uh, Justice Chief Justice Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett, said, okay, we are going to lift the injunction, which means that the prohibition on the federal government cutting the wire is now removed. The federal government can, in fact, cut the wire. But the important thing to realize is that there's nothing in this case that says the Texas cannot continue to put up wire, that Texas, in fact, the decision is completely silent on what Texas can or cannot do. And so Governor Abbott's decision to keep putting up the wire is lawful. Why? Because he argues, and I think rightly, that I've declared an invasion in Texas. There is an invasion clause that allows me to take this kind of action to secure the border, to protect Texans, their lives, their livelihood, their safety. Uh, And uh, so I'm acting completely within my responsibilities. True, the federal government may think that they are in charge of the national border, and there's a case pending before the court that hasn't yet been adjudicated about this. But the real issue is what can be done in the meantime. Now, the very good thing is that 25 plus states have come to the side of Abbott. And this is important because I think if it was only Texas, Biden might have been tempted to take an extreme measure like I'm going to nationalize the Texas um, National Guard. Uh, in, in a sense, I'm going to do a federal takeover of the Texas National Guard, which happened, by the way, in the 1960s, or was it the late 50s, when Eisenhower did this. He nationalized the Arkansas uh, National Guard, the Arkansas Guard. And uh, this was on on behalf of civil rights laws. We don't need to go into the details of that case. But I think that Biden would have been tempted to take this extreme measure. Now, the, the measure itself would be extremely risky, politically risky, because it would be a showdown with Texas, an armed showdown. You'd have Texas National Guardsmen. You'd have to have, to have the U.S. Uh, military show up and force the Texas um, um, lawmen to step back or step down. This would be not just national, probably international news everywhere. But people would see what's going on at the border, And I think that's what Biden would have to really think about in an election year. Does he want people to see what people are already seeing? But this would put it right in their faces uh, that there have been 8 million people who have entered the United States. And it's all part of a cynical long-term plan by the Democrats. That's why they're doing it. They don't mind the child trafficking. They work there. They're, in a sense, operating like two edges of a scissors with the cartels. And just a downright horrific situation. But the fact that 25 other states have come to the support of um, Texas, I think, makes Biden's actions in this regard impossible. Why? Because what's he going to do? Nationalize the, the guard in 25 states? I mean, this would be such a shocking move that it would throw the whole issue of federalism open 
and probably cause uh, a convulsion around the country that would be legal, that would be constitutional, that might even be civil, where people are basically um, f- choosing between their allegiance to their state and their allegiance to the country. Uh, this would be um, a little bit of a wrecking ball, I think, for our for our delicately balanced federal system. And I think because the the Biden administration realizes that that's not really something they can do, they've decided, all right, let's try to strong arm the Republicans into a, quote, bipartisan deal. And then the issue is off Biden's back because he then goes, well, look, I I worked it out with the Republicans. Both sides kind of came to an agreement. And uh, now you would think that the Republicans would laugh in Biden's face and say, listen, this nonsensical notion that you have to make a deal with us to give you the authority to secure the border. There's a complicated plan that's apparently being discussed. Essentially, it boils down to and I'll go into the details about this um, as the days go on, uh, as the plan becomes or doesn't become uh, closer to actually passing the uh the the bottom line of it is Biden goes if the number of people coming over exceeds $5000 a day boom it comes to a complete stop and we we don't take any more applications and we start sending people back so it has the the fakery of being a tough uh law but it's not it's actually much weaker than our existing immigration law in fact it legitimizes 5000 illegals a day that's the horrific part of it. Uh, and, and when Biden says, and, and he's been putting out all these posts in effect saying, I'm just waiting for the, this bipartisan bill to give me the authority to act. And on day one, I'll be taking action. He can take action now. There's nothing to stop Biden from sealing the border. He has the ability. He has the means to do it. The Border Patrol is more than ready to do it. He doesn't want to do it. And that's the only reason that the border is open is that the Biden regime, I won't say maybe it's Biden, maybe it's all the people, the junta that's running the country. Those guys are responsible for keeping the border open. And so all this business about, uh, you know, the left is like Republicans are showing some reluctance to go through with this deal. Republicans should not touch this deal. This is a a bad deal. Uh, But no surprise. There are Republicans led by um, Jim Lankford of Oklahoma who are playing footsie with the Biden administration and saying, well, you know, we're here not simply to score political points. We're here to uh, f- find a policy solution. The policy solution is the existing law. The problem is the flouting of the existing law. The problem, the, and, and this needs to be put before the American people to decide if they want, do they want the country to be swamped and swarmed and invaded in this way? If the American people want it, that's what they're going to get. But if they don't want it, and I suspect and I believe strongly they don't want it, even Democrats, rank and file Democrats don't want it. So this is a panicky effort by Biden to prevent this lethal issue that could blow things up for the Democrats in a big way in an election year. He wants to get it off the table. And guess what? Republicans might be the ones to help him to do that. Now, fortunately, I saw a very strong statement by Mike um, Johnson, the Speaker of the House. Remember, any Republican, any bill, bipartisan or not, has to pass the House and the Senate both. Passing the Senate is not enough. 
the Democrats could actually pass it in the Senate with just a couple of Republican votes. Why? Because they have a majority. But they can't pass it in the House. And Mike Johnson has basically said, no dice. We're not doing this. And uh, and this is going to be, I think, really important for the House to hold firm on this because uh, I think there will be uh, some folding in the Senate. Uh, the Senate is certainly not made up of tough-minded uh, Republicans across the board, so they'll be able to get it through the Senate. They must be stopped in getting it through the House. There'll be a lot of media pressure. We're trying to solve the problem. Let's put policy. Let's put the country over partisan objectives. Uh, Trump only wants this issue unresolved because it's an election year. No, this is a self. This is a self-inflicted crisis, uh, an invasion of a sort. But it's an invasion. Imagine a country being invaded where the head of that country is facilitating the invasion. That's the peculiar situation we have here. That's why Republicans should not put up with it. This is a malevolent administration whose whose objectives remain as malevolent as ever. Let's not play footsie. Let's not play ball with these guys. If you think our justice system has gone off the rails, I agree, and I bring you... As corroboration, the case of E. Jean Carroll versus Trump. Now, E. Jean Carroll is somebody who many, many years after the fact said that Trump raped her in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room. I mean, just stop to think about that for a moment. Uh, Trump's view is, I don't know this woman. I've never seen her. I've never met her. She might have been in some line once to take a picture with me. But apart from that, I have no recollection of this at all. And E. Jean Carroll is a is an unusual person, to put it mildly. She went um, on CNN with Anderson Cooper and talked about how she has these rape fantasies and how they're actually a good thing. She... Um, paints trees and rocks in her yard blue. She has a cat named Vagina, a dog named Tits. Uh, this is all just small, gives you a little window into the oh very um, bizarre individual uh, named E. Jean Carroll. Uh, she also has a whole series of extremely questionable uh, posts on, on X. I'm just going to read a few. There's no such thing as a slut. Only sexual geniuses. E. Jean Carroll. Um, how do you know your sexual, how do you know your quote, unwanted sexual advances unwanted until you advance it? Think about that. E. Jean Carroll. Um, it's not the most beautiful woman. No, no. It's the woman who makes the least mistakes who seduces the most men. E. Jean Carroll. Um, what can be done about the penis? It gets large when you want it small and stays small when you want it large. What? And it and she goes on in this mode. Now you might say that for somebody who is so, as we say these days, whacked, why couldn't Trump blow this case out of the water by simply introducing all this evidence at trial? And the short answer to that is the judge wouldn't let him. Think about it. You have a case, you're being sued for defamation because Trump was railing against what he saw is a complete witch hunt from an absolute nut job. And so he says all this, and then she sues him. And the judge is such a partisan that he engineers the trial in such a way that counter evidence, 
that would show we're dealing with a lunatic here. Uh, th- this woman seems, I mean, think about some of the people who made charges against, uh, against um, uh, Kavanaugh. Uh, I'm not even talking about about the main accuser, but some of the others were like, "Oh yes, you know, all these outrageous allegations." And they were as soon as people began to find out the circumstances, they realized this individual is a loon. And sure enough, in the Kavanaugh case, there was at least one person who had made these allegations who later just said to a journalist, "I made all this stuff up. I didn't want the guy on the court, so I just concocted these stories." And uh, so Trump would wanted to make the same. This is a political hit. It's a political hit, by the way, funded, well, orchestrated by people like George Conway. This is Kellyanne Conway's ex-husband. He's the one who urged E. Jean Carroll to file the suit. And, and Reed Hoffman, one of the founders of LinkedIn, by the way, turns out also to be one of Nikki Haley's big supporters. This is, by the way, a leftist and a Democrat. Uh, so he is... Anti-Trump, I think that's why he's supporting Nikki Haley, and this is a guy who also bankrolled E. Jean Carroll's uh, lawsuit, and um, all of this would be relevant for a jury to know. But guess what? This particular jury, which uh, awarded an absurd $83 million to E. Jean Carroll— a verdict that will surely be appealed. And I think the real basis for the appeal is exactly this. You cannot have a trial where one side is is just disabled from producing evidence. But that was the case here, and that's why I think Trump is likely to prevail. (music) 